This is Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Education Matters. I'm Katie Olmsted, part of the communications team for the Ohio Education Association and its 120,000 members. Those members have a wide range of professional titles. We're talking K-12 teachers, education support professionals, higher ed faculty members, and more. But there's often a lot of overlap for all of those jobs in terms of the populations they serve. That's where groups like the Ohio Association of Special Needs Professionals, or OASNP, come in. It's an organization under the OEA umbrella that brings together OEA members from across the state who serve children and adults with special needs, whether that's in a traditional public school setting or through the county boards of developmental disabilities around Ohio. OASNP is getting ready to have its annual conference back in person at the end of February, and they're inviting all OEA members to attend. To find out why, we sat down with OASNP Chairperson Chrissy West, a case manager for the Portage County Board of Developmental Disabilities, and OASNP Immediate Past Chair Janae Wilson, who retired from the Cuyahoga County Board of DD and now supervises student teachers at Cleveland State. Janae was also one of the founding members of this group back when it got started in the early 80s. Take a listen. Chrissy West, Janae Wilson, thank you so much for sitting down with us today to really talk about this group and what this all has to offer. Let's start with that big bird's eye view. What is the Ohio Association of Special Needs Professionals? And why do I want to keep calling it OSNAP? Well, this is Chrissy and OSNAP, I'm not sure. People just uh, saw the name and thought it was much easier than saying OASNP. Um, OASNP used to be a lot of other things, the Ohio Association of MRDD Professionals. Um, Our name has changed quite a bit over the years. I think um, we originally started with those local county board of DDs that needed a voice, um, that needed just some advocacy because it was something new and fresh. And from there, we've really grown to be a group, an organization that supports anyone that supports people with developmental disabilities, special needs within our school districts, adults. It doesn't just have to be a teacher. It could be any type of professional that works in our field. And that has to be because there are certain challenges um, for working with this population, regardless whether you're a teacher or a bus driver or serving lunch. What are some of those challenges that you contend with? This is Janae. Yeah, I think that a lot of the challenges that people are feeling is we get a lot of concerns about behavior and not having enough resources to address behaviors either within the classroom or um, with adults. Um, And I think we get concerns about the huge amount of paperwork. And then the most recent survey, I think that for quite a while, those two things kept coming up over and over again. Um, and then most recently, we've gotten some concerns about funding and staffing and that there just isn't enough for the work that needs to be done because it is, you know, very specialized. And so how does OASNP help navigate some of those challenges? It's Chrissy again. OASNP is navigating these challenges by, first of all, we have members on all of OEA's standing committees. So 
we have a voice at OEA. So then when we're sitting and talking about resolutions or local training and development, we have a representative from the special needs organization there to kind of speak up and say what we feel is important. Um, that's a voice at a larger level, but also being available for phone calls for when schools need something or uh, county boards need something just to call, clarify a rule. Um, our rules at local county board of DDs are well, well different than, than school rules. So kind of having conversation on uh, you know, what works and what doesn't, being available as resources, um, networking, providing information on training or, or things that someone might need. For people who are unfamiliar with what the County Board of DDs do and what your roles would be, what can you tell them? The local County Board of DDs, um, they support basically from birth to death um, people with developmental disabilities. So there's lots of different resources. The crazy thing about it is it looks different in every county. So what works in Cuyahoga might not look the same in Portage, uh, but we are supporting and providing resources for those folks with developmental disabilities. Maybe it's my caseload transition age youth attending IEPs, providing networking resources, helping find employment, um, helping find funding, housing, those kind of things. Or maybe it's, I'm 50 years old and I want to live in my own apartment. I don't want to live with mom anymore, helping find those resources. So there's a wide variety of services a County Board of DD provides from early intervention, which is um, up to age three, to school age services, to those adult services. And that was the original foundation of what has now become OASNP. Uh, Janae, you were one of the founding members what can you tell me about how this all got started and how it has changed over the years? This started because those of us who be, who were members of OEA who and but who worked at at county boards of disabilities, we realized that our concerns were very much different than people who were in schools in classrooms with twenty five kids. What we might be working with a you know with a group of adults who had very serious disabilities. We might be working with preschoolers who um, were not able to attend regular preschool and they would come to us so that we could do therapy there and also work on a lot of things that kids that age need to work on and then hopefully be able to transition to public school. Um, And a lot of the work that we did at that time was also in homes, which schools were not doing those kinds of things. So we realized coming together that those of us who were working in boards of DD and were delegates to OEA, that we needed to help OEA to understand and support us in ways that were different, particularly with, at the time, a lot of legislative issues. We really relied a lot on um, governmental services to help us navigate that because a lot of times things that applied to, because we have to be licensed as well. I mean, we're all licensed and um, our paraprofessionals are certified. So a lot of what was happening at the um, Ohio, you know, at the state board of DD wasn't, or at the state board of ed wasn't really helpful to us because people didn't really understand. And so we spent a lot of time getting OEA to support us in those ways. Um, so we came together and then in 84, OEA made us a department um, in under OEA. And so we've sort of grown, we've grew and shrunk and are growing again because boards of DDs are pretty much going out of business. So um, 
I, I don't want to say that completely because what do you think, Chrissy? I mean, we have adults, a lot of adult services still and home services. Yeah, yeah. So coming full circle, what's happening is, is board of DDs aren't focusing on direct service anymore. Um, a lot of those folks that attended those those schools that Board of DDs ran are now in our public schools. So we're right. providing resources to them within the public schools. Uh, the people that, you know, maybe early intervention, for example, is home-based again. It wasn't for a really long time. So a lot of those kids that were removed and pulled and put in specialized schools are now in our public schools. So now we, you know, they're still getting services and they need someone to support them. So we, we can now support those special educators that are supporting them back in their public school districts instead of within county board programs. The adults are still receiving services from the county board of DD. They're just not receiving a direct service. They're, we're contracting with provider agencies. They're still over, we still oversee those services and make sure the adults are safe and healthy. But um, we, those, those all went private seven or eight while. years ago. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> um, County Board of DDs used to operate day services and, and they no longer do. So as there are some County Board schools left, I know ours in Portage will be, will be gone on, after next year, but we're changing how we use our resources. So we're still going out into the school districts, working with the public schools. And I think a lot of county boards are doing that as well. So the kids haven't gone away. It's where they're yeah. receiving the services and who's providing right. that service. And um, this is Janae again. That's one of the things that the county boards did as kids were transitioning from the county board schools, which were literally separate schools for kids who were moderate to severely impacted. Um, we were helping to make that transition. We were going into the public schools. That was my job at the time. We were going into the public schools to help um, those kids integrate, to help the teachers and the staff know what to do with the kids who were coming to them from the county boards. So that was a, one of the services that we provided. And I think seeing the changing delivery of those services um, really speaks to the need for OASNP in terms of having that that group of, of people who are all in this together, who are all facing those same challenges, those same triumphs, really talking about the best ways to achieve um, good outcomes for the people you serve. Is that about right? Right. Yeah, yes. and, the, and the service delivery is always changing. It's constantly changing. And what service delivery looks like where I'm at might be different where Janae is. So it's always important to communicate with each other and network and kind of see what's working and what's not. Why try something if you know it's not going to work? <laughs> so it's it's great to have those, those resources and just people that get it. I think overall OEA, it, it's a great it's a great organization, but not everyone that sits in that room in a rep assembly understands what my job is and what I do, nor do I understand what they do. Um, so it's nice to have like-minded voices and, and people to be able to sit down and have a conversation and sometimes feel a sense of relief that you're doing the right thing or and, you know going the right way with things. And I assume you're going to have a lot of those conversations uh, coming up at the end of February, right? Yes. February 24th and 25th, our annual conference is back in person at Mohican State Park Conference Center, um, a beautiful venue. Uh, we join together Friday night, have some speakers on Friday night. This year, we are having a Mardi Gras themed happy hour after our speakers. Great networking. It's probably the best networking of of, of all the conferences I go to, just because you get to really talk about what you're doing in your districts. 
It's great. And then on Saturday, we're going to have some legislative and legal updates as well as a focus on mental health this this time around. Mental health for the people you serve and mental health for the OASNP members? Both. Both. Let's talk about that. Why is that something that's so important to put the spotlight on right now? This is Janae again. I think because a lot of the concerns that we get from people are that, um, especially since the pandemic, that things have just become increasingly difficult, that people came back from being isolated with more behavioral challenges, um, less ability to be social. And the staff also is feeling you know, stretched is feeling that it's difficult to be able to be back in person and to to do all the things that need to be done. Um, and I think it's it's not any different than what you're hearing in public schools and in, in general, well, in schools in general. Um, those of us working with people with disabilities are feeling the same thing, that there's a huge workload, that there's not enough people, you know, we've lost lots of people in the profession. And that coming back from the pandemic, people are different, that they're struggling also, both the, the, the workers, us, the staff, the members, as well as the students and, and adult consumers. And, and we might be supporting some students that aren't able to, like a typical student, come out and say, I'm really stressed or I don't understand. So I think helping to educate members on, on ways to notice those things, those kiddos that might not speak, but want to be verbal. They want to share. They want to communicate. How do we recognize that? How do we recognize, you know, what's hurting them, what's harming them, what they're missing? That That's tough. Do you think this conference is going to um, help maybe reinvigorate some of the staff members who are feeling a little burnt out? Just I, having people around you who get it, who understand when you're saying, I am, I'm stretched too thin right now. Yeah. This is Janae again. I, I think all of the conferences we've had, I know that I always, and we've been doing it for over 20 years, we've been having conferences. I always leave feeling like that, feeling like um, there are other people who are sharing the same concerns, but also because we try to tailor the speakers to specifically to concerns of people working with people with disabilities. Um, you can get professional development at your school. You can go outside your workplace to get professional development, but a lot of times it's not specifically focused on what we're doing. And we try to make this conference specific to the concerns and the needs of the people that are members of OSNAP. As of this episode dropping January 12th, registration is open. Who do you want to attend? We want Any, anyone that supports people with disabilities, period. Um, you don't have to be a special educator. You could be anything within a public school district. So any OEA member is welcome to attend. And we always welcome and want to attend not only um, the, the teachers, but we paraprofessionals because the topics are accessible for everybody. They're going to be useful to everybody. We always try to make sure that the uh, conference Conference appeals to, you know, classroom teachers, people working with adults in the workshops or on work sites, to paraprofessionals in the classroom, to OTs, PTs, speech therapists. We try to make sure it's, you know, it's for people who are supporting 
anyone with disabilities. And that could be just a teacher who has a couple of kids with disabilities who are, you know, cycling into their class for English or gym or whatever, um, that the conference is going to be helpful to all of those people. Would you like to see all of those people involved in OASNP year round, not just at the conference time? <laughs> We'd <Absolutely>. love that. <laughs> yeah, we would love that. How would they get involved? Well, you can um, you can join on um, OEA's website under, I think it's under wherever membership is, and then you can fill out a form online. The dues are only $10 a year, um, and your local can, um, your local treasurer can take it out, take the dues out, and we'll make sure that OSNAP gets the dues. Um, like I said, for $10. The conference, there is a cost for the conference, but um, it's pretty minimal considering that it's two days and it's how many meals, like dinner, breakfast, lunch, so, and three meals, and, you know, as well as the happy hour. Um, so that's a way they can be involved. They're certainly welcome when we have meetings. People, members are always welcome to come to meetings. Um, and there, there will be a membership meeting at the end of the conference on um, Saturday afternoon. So people are welcome to stay for that. Um, yeah, we would love to have more people involved because the more voices we have, the more concerns we know about, the more ideas we have, the better the organization is going to be and the better we can support members. And how has the organization supported you? I, after your time here, both both as um, chairs of OASMP, what have you gotten out of this? <laughs> um, well, I I think that it certainly has been good for my professional growth. I've learned a lot of things, um, both professionally and association wise. I think I've learned a lot through OSNAP and being part of OSNAP and OEA certainly. Um, and I think personally just made a lot of really good friends that have endured over the years. Even some people who've moved out of town, I still, you know, they've retired and moved on. I'm still in touch with a lot of them. So personally and professionally and association wise, it's been good for me. I agree. It's very empowering. It's very empowering to be around like-minded people that just want to support people, regardless of whether they have disabilities or not, right? We just want to support young adults and in, 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 in adults and in, in kids in our schools and help them, you know, to achieve their missions and their goals in life. So to be able to be amongst people that feel the same way and just have those conversations, yes, it is a, it's a great opportunity for that. Well, Chrissy, Janae, thank you so much for sharing your perspective. Again, registration is open for the upcoming conference. We will have the link in the show notes to this episode. Thank you so much again. Thank, thank you. you. In addition to that conference registration link in the show notes, you'll also find the link for more information about the Ohio Association of Special Needs Professionals. And while you're online, make sure you subscribe to Education Matters wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Next week, we're hearing from a Columbus Education Association member whose career has taken him from preschool teacher to PBIS coordinator to children's book author about, among other things, why he joined OEAR so many years before he plans to retire. New Education Matters episodes drop every Thursday morning. Until next time, stay well.